1: everyone this is jasper cole and welcome to a live edition of one-on-one with jasper cole coming to you from palm springs california on this thursday it's only 85 degrees in palm springs which for us is like a mild chill in the air um everyone speaking of chill Please follow us on Please follow us on social media. We are at Jasper Cole says on Twitter and Instagram. Also go to JasperCole.com and follow the show on the One on One J Cole link. And um, everyone, just wanted to let you know, Carly Burke has booked another job. So let's get that out there and give Miss Carly Carly Miss Carly Burst. <laughs> which is. Actually, her androgynous drag name. You know, when Carlice used to do drag as a man, her name was Carl, <laughs> Carlique Burst. So we're giving her or him full props. Speaking of drag queens androgyny, multi-talented and all of that, please welcome my co-host, Mr. Ralph Cole Jr. <laughs>
2: No matter, what, matter you do, what you do, I will. I
0: do, I you. Up and
2: you. you Jasper Cole. Thank you for welcoming me to your show once again. Uh, Planet Eartha, hello. I am so glad to be here and feeling healthy and good and optimistic. Now, is it my show or is it
1: your show? Because I recently okay, I saw I, a post I saw a post recently that Um, uh, A a former co-host was thanking me for co-hosting my show with them. So I just wanted to make, I'm not really sure what my position is besides always dominant top
2: unless there's a deed or real estate or involved. real estate God. involved
1: richard chamberlain
2: yeah. okay no this is this is definitely your show jasper cole and i am ralph cole jr and but i always give deference to you because i do appreciate getting to be on your show but the thing planet earth is jasper always <laughs> makes it seemed like it's my show as well he is so inclusive to me and uh and i'm grateful for that so, yeah. But I never did
1: that with that other person we're talking about. Yeah, no, I, I actually I never I did should,
2: that. I should thank you for being my co-host today, Jasper. Thank you.
1: Thank well, you listen, for joining
2: me on your show. <laughs> well, I just
1: want every all the listeners to know, Ralph is in orange. He has on an orange T-shirt. I can't read what the T-shirt says. but Oh, I still can't. But um, he's got a do-rag. Is that what we call it, Ralph, a do-rag?
2: Um, it's actually called a head wrap
1: is what we like to oh, to refer to it as.
2: okay uh, yeah uh-huh.
1: mm-hmm. in, in the caucasian world i guess we call it a do-rag which is probably borderline racist but you know what i don't give a fuck because i i'm not racist and it proves it because i have a half semi-black co-host <laughs> who lives in the black beverly hills called windsor hills so okay he went to beverly hills high school and shouldn't have been there because he didn't actually live in Beverly Hills, but that's all fine.
2: No, because we signed, we filled out the application <laughs> the, for the Negro and they accepted you, me. You they got said, the Negro quote, right? You were I the got the yes. I, I was one of the quota. Yes. Work Bring the black out. Kids bring the Negro in girl so it is like yes I went to Beverly Hill high and now they say that was pre before it was pre-persian girl okay so oh, is that,
1: um, oh right you were the right you were the the ethnicity before the before the Iranians the and the Persians
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, got mm-hmm. there okay because so, yeah, well, mm, I graduated in 75 yeah and then this transition started <laughs> started The Nicolaomeini fell in Iran and they <laughs> took over Beverly Hill <laughs> I, the things we get away with saying, and you know uh, what we're doing. Okay. Okay. So. Let's For just, me,
1: I have to open the window. It's hot in here. Sorry if there's a sound uh, effect. Well, I know I don't you. Really you care. live in the desert, it's Palm I California. don't want to mess up your it. show because I know I don't want to mess up. Yeah, the don't
2: enter. Don't don't overlap much. Um, no cursing. and right. Yes. Yes, and I, you know, I want to. I want things to be formatted. I want things to be structured. I want things I, to. Hey, Rob,
1: are you okay? Is your energy level okay today? I just want to make sure you're not off in any way.
3: So
1: I – sure. <laughs>
2: I am feeling Everything good. Everything is myself good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And about life. Yes, I am. I don't know how much the fuck higher my energy could be. Okay. So it is. Well, like, listen, yeah. I hear
1: that there. if we have a, there, there's a workshop that's being taught over at uh, UMRI or IMRU or UR, come as I am, whatever station. There is a host there that, that will give us a workshop on how to be a host. If you feel like you want to take it, I'll get his contact information.
2: Yeah, you know what? I'm actually good on that. And I'm not above taking classes and always wanting to learn and hone my craft. But for right now, our show is so organic and fun. And the multitudes of guests that we have had in the past 11 years who have said, wow, you guys are amazing. You are so good together. (laughs) And, and then they never we, came back. And then they never came back when we invited them, but whatever. But the, right. point, I'm, the, the point is we've always just been organic. We've taken our real-life dynamic, and now we're just doing it as a podcast. And for me, that works. You know. So to, who are you waving to? Was that Dennis? Oh, um, my husband
1: walked by the window because he's off to – Meet our dinner guest tonight that we're oh, seeing later. Oh, say
2: hi to Dennis. I was going to say bring him on so I could say hello to him. He looks so good well, last week. Well, we I got are to see you him.
1: know, Planet Earther. We are back in the world. We have been to like three restaurants now. We're going tonight, and everyone. I want to give a special shout out because uh, Dara Zane Scully Evans is coming to town tomorrow. Oh and great! We are. I'm going to be meeting she and Stacy in town, so we're going to be. Flitting around Palm Springs as well. And I know all our loyal listeners miss uh, Entertainment Dish with Dara. But we've got something. Ralph doesn't even know this. I have a very exciting thing to announce. I love how I just spring stuff on Ralph. Um, It will be his last day. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Starting next month, we are going to be adding a, a pop culture show once a month. got two really great hosts that are going to join ralph and i and we're going to dish on everything entertainment pop culture hollywood we're going to devote it all to to one uh one show a month and Mm. i'll i'll make an announcement about that later but it's going to to be a great new segment added to the one-on-one with jasper cole oh
2: that is exciting because you have your homelessness and breaking the news and breaking the news with Erica. And then you started last week, we did um, True Crime, our true, first crime. true crime. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So your show is really brand, our show, my show is really branding right.
1: out. Yeah. It says, I just thought since it's your show, I wanted to tell you, Ralph, that I'm adding a segment, if that's okay.
2: No, please add away. That'll be fun. So we'll, there'll be four of us. We will just be carrying on. Yes. And the two of them will be
1: together. In one location and they will they will zoom in with us. And I think on those shows, we're going to actually do a whole thing where we're going to do Facebook Live and Instagram Live for those oh, wow. episodes. Yeah, because they're younger and they're hip to the to the, you know, to the interweb and all that stuff. So, so, d-
2: so does that mean I would have to take my phone and be on Instagram Live?
1: No, I think they're going to Instagram live oh, their portion of it. I see. Yeah, the two old people. We will just sit here with the pigeons and our AOL accounts and, <laughs> and our our uh, word processors.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Now, when you said you've been going back into the world, you're still social distancing and wearing masks.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because in fact, I wanted. Not, you know, I know Ralph and I try not to get into the COVID thing, but you know what? We have to because it was, you know, breaking news uh, two days ago, the J&J vaccine has been halted due to six women out of seven million vaccinations, you know, are having some blood clot issues. So, but you know what? Here's the thing, people. I love the fact that we have a president now that rather than try to, like, keep that under the rug, not tell everyone, you know, be not be transparent. Our government now says no, we're not going to take any chances. If there's a problem, we need to look at it. We're going to halt it, and and see what happens. So the uh, FDA and the CDC, they're all looking at it. I'm sure it's going to come right back. Um, no problems because congratulations, because Rose got her shot. Since our last show,
2: she got her J and J right. Absolutely. And so far, she displayed no noticeable side effects, not even at the point of insertion. So, so far, we're good. But of course, it was, you know, it's disheartening. As you know, I was clamoring to get Rose vaccinated, my 92-year-old mother. And because I was being spoiled and didn't want to take her into a group situation, it was a little more challenging to find a place for her. So, but a good friend of mine notified me about this wonderful pharmacy, Vine Pharmacy on Vine and Fountain. And I called up. And we made an appointment and walked right in. It was fabulous for the J and J vaccine. Well, four days late, and I was grateful. Rose is now vaccinated. So to wake up four days later to find out, oh, <laughs> great, now it causes blood clots. You know, <clears throat> with well, the you ones. you
1: you of all people, of course, right? With our binary self, I mean, yeah, it was it, so
2: unsettling. Yeah. But but even me was able to go, okay, six out of six point eight million, okay. Z- I mean, so far, hopefully it'll just stay the six. Hopefully it's not going to blow up into like, okay, all these blood clots. But I had to just be like, like you always have said, I've done everything I can to protect my mother and myself.
0: Yeah. That
2: includes the social distancing, all of that stuff now with the vaccination. So when I heard that news about the blood clot, I just had to pray to my God and just go, it's not going to happen to Rose I felt for myself, because we're men, we're not in the age group that have displayed that so far. And we've already gone. Today is our 29th day. Yeah, um, we're past it. Yeah. So I felt like the women that have, expre- that have been exposed to the virus, were uh, to the clots, it was between six and 13 days. And of course, today is my mother's sixth day. I have to get to but, the But 23- also,
1: they were between 16 and 49. So age-wise none of them were elderly right
2: and actually at the vine pharmacy when the woman was you know but you wait 15 minutes for observation i was like okay well what what are the possible side effects that can happen within the next 15 minutes and she was like difficulty breathing for example but she said long term she said elderly people seem to tolerate the vaccine with less side effects so that was good to hear but then again the J and J vaccine has only been used since February. So, you know, kind of like not even two months into it, they all had been uh, vaccinated back in January, the pharmacists, but I know,
1: you you know, just remember there was a, there were, there's been more side of, there's been more serious side effects to Moderna and Pfizer than there have been to J and J and they didn't stop those. I mean, maybe they weren't blood clocked, but they've been, they've had, you know, they had some more serious side effects. Now, the other thing we have to talk about is it's now been confirmed, of course, that there are people that are getting the virus after being vaccinated. There were, but however, what I'm, what I'm learning now doing a deep dive on it is like the 12 people in Northern California who got it, they were all healthcare workers at one facility none of them got sick they just test positive for the virus Mm -hmm. because they got the vaccine it it allowed them not to get sick so but to your point that's why we need to wear the mask because we can be vaccinated but have the have the virus and we could be giving it to other people by Mm -hmm. not wearing the mask. we're protected but we could still give it to somebody else so yeah so yes but to my long-winded answer is yes. When we've gone out, we purposely, each time we've had a table way in the corner, outside, nobody around, um, you know. And the and the waiter is masked the whole time. So even after we're sitting down and I'm that person that just, I pull my mask up just to take a bite. Oh, and really? Pull, uh-huh. And then I pull it back down. So, you know, it's. But I
2: feel I feel so much safer now than ever, so, well, I which was is wa-
1: good.
2: I've been watching TV shows – like, I was watching a television show on CW that was shot during COVID. And, you know, in other shows that I've seen that, you know, Carlise was doing mixed-dish during COVID, it was so – I it was encouraging to see how – like, I don't know what – of course they could never – visibly show anything on the program but it looked completely normal all i kept thinking was like okay before the scene was done they all had masks on and then had to take them off right before they started shooting but you know it every everybody was in close proximity and they were hugging and i just thought wow that is what they all had to go through all those people tested covid negative and were able to do that cuz you know i i did it and i told you
1: there is a false sense because once you get on that set and you start shooting, most people don't put their mask back on, mm. once in, bet- in between takes. You know, because again, there's that false sense of like, I saw today Shamar Moore. It, I, I I commented on Instagram. Every all actors out there, follow Shamar Moore and look at his Instagram post today. You know, he's number one on the call sheet for SWAT. He's also the executive producer. And you get to see a guy with a megaphone who's got the attention of probably 400 people that work on SWAT. So he's got the whole cast, the crew, the the office workers, everyone's there on the soundstage out in the the open. And he's thanking them for all, because they just wrapped season four today. They were the first show to go back. Not one positive. Although he said he got COVID during the Christmas break. He goes, thank you. I took a bullet for everyone. But nobody got sick on the set. They were the first show that went back. And after thanking everyone profusely, at the very end, he announced their fifth season pickup today.
2: Oh, great.
1: And just to see the gratitude that he had. And I, I, I wrote on his page and I said, you're an example of how number one on the call sheet actor and producer needs to treat the crew, the cast and the team because you could tell just how sincerely grateful he was. His biggest regret was he can't throw a wrap party for season four because of the COVID situation. So, but yes, you're right, Ralph. It's, it's amazing how a lot of us did go back and work and, um, I'll be doing it in a couple of weeks and uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how it is in a different state. You know, I'm assuming hopefully, but, you know, being vaccinated, I don't even have to get tested now that all I had to do was send my vaccination card in and I don't have to get pre-tested at all before I go. I just have to get tested on the set.
2: I see. And when you get tested on the set, it'll be one of those
1: pricks. I think, well, how do you know I'm going to work with a prick? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, I'm assuming it will be. My client Rodney is doing a commercial in a couple of days and all he had to provide was his, um, vaccination card and then they'll test him on the, the the morning of so no more no more having to get all these tests done prior to coming to the set if you've been vaccinated
2: oh, I see wow that's interesting and then we'll know in six months mu- I guess as six months is approaching we'll know if we have to get a booster shot
1: because you heard about Pfizer today right they it's, no, it's definite oh Pfizer has to get a third shot now in six oh. to, six months to a year it came out national news, so which is actually, you know, what it's kind of not surprising because we had said it would probably end up being like a, a flu shot every year anyway. So mm-hmm. um, I think with, I think they'll eventually get probably like all three and one, you know, they'll get the strengths worked out. But they were counting on Johnson and Johnson becoming the main vaccine because it's the easiest and it doesn't have to be stored, you know, in that ridiculously low temperature so um but everyone listen we ironically our guest that's coming up today is also a well he's an actor and he's a writer like we are but he's a fellow radio podcast host as well we're going to be joined shortly by Stephen brittenham and his show is hollywood and beyond so it'd be great to converse with him about how how much he loves doing what we do ralph
3: and hearing about
1: his his hollywood journey as well and he's um He's a client of Lisa Rodrigo, my fan club president, who fan club president fan fan club administrator, um, and she's a publicist and she's a big supporter of our show here. So, um, but yeah, so so how are you? So you're feeling you're feeling good about everything. You've got the right right attitude about Rose. I was so thrilled to see she got the vaccine and that worked out well. So um, you'll be now. Do you think you will? Let me ask you, now that you're past the the two-week mark, and once Rose gets past hers, are you going to be more open to go back to work? Or Yes,
2: once the caregiver that works with Rose and me is once she's completed her cycle of vaccinations, too. Because the thing is, <clears throat> Rose and I can be vaccinated. I mean, yes, Rose and I are vaccinated, but I can't go to work until the woman that helped me is fine, right. too, because... Right. I can't leave Rose alone. So it really depends on her or if I have to do the laborious, t- which I don't want to do, of course, because I'm comfortable with the person I have, find somebody else. But, you know, once Rose and I are past our marks, well, I'm past mine and she's past hers. Yes, I will feel better. But, yeah, that's the reality. I, I still can't go until – yeah and and her caregiver she's on Pfizer number one I think so oh, okay good
1: well so good she, that's all
2: you're lining it all up though it's all I'm yeah yeah but I was binary with her because and English isn't her first language because she uh, she was saying oh yeah I had the um, Pfizer shot t- like two days ago and it made me sick and my next one is scheduled um, in two weeks And I'm, like, thinking two weeks, it should be three weeks. So Mm -hmm. I wrote back and said, shouldn't it be three weeks? She goes, oh, yeah, you're right. I'll need to check on that. Because I was like, why would – because I was asking her where she – she did it via Kaiser. And I was like, were you scheduled for your second Mm -hmm. dose? And she said, yeah, in two weeks. And I thought, well, that's a little soon. But, you know, because Pfizer is a 21-day out. But, yeah, to your point, once – you know, I'm – I know how I am. Once I go back out in the world again, I am going to be nervous and cautious because sure. I've, lived, I've lived a year of pushing everybody away and don't touch me, don't get near me. You yeah. know, so um, the first time I have to leave the house and the caregiver is here with Rose, all I can do is just hope for the best and hope that b- because we're all vaccinated, nothing bad yeah. is going to happen.
1: Well, listen, that's a good place to bring in our guest. As I mentioned, he is an actor. He's a writer. He's a fellow podcast host. Uh, His show is called Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Brittenham. So at this point, please welcome Mr. Stephen Brittenham. Hey, buddy. How are you?
0: Hi.
3: Hey, Stephen. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for having
1: me here. Well, listen, this is Jasper. Say hello to Ralph, my co-host.
2: Hi there, Ralph. How are you? Stephen, I'm well. Thank you for joining us today. I'm eager to hear your story. Well, thank
3: you. My pleasure. Good to be here.
2: Well, let's um, start off by saying everyone
1: can follow uh, Stephen on Instagram, Stephen J. Brittingham, and it's B R I T T I N G H A M. Is that the best place for people to follow you, Stephen, or do you do you prefer somewhere I'd else? I'd
3: say so. Um, okay. I'm also on Facebook, of course, and I have it set up to where people can just follow me there, if that's oh, um, easier for them. So I'm, I always welcome that. And of course, the podcast has its own Instagram page. And Facebook page and Twitter page. great. All over the place. And
1: the <laughs> show is the show is um with your name, right? So it's Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Brittenham. So it's all together. Yes, um, okay, yes you're correct. And, and we're probably going to jump all over the place because Ralph and I segue. but <laughs> I, I, first of all, since we're talking about the the podcast, let's let's start there and say, first of all, congratulations sure. on that because we're fellow. Thank Obviously, you. we're fellow hosts here. Um, yeah how how did that how did that come about and when did you start it and and
3: how's it going for you? Well, uh, thank you for asking. I appreciate that. Um, it's going fantastic. It's going great. I'm having right. so much fun, and I'm learning so much. Um, right. I, I seem to learn so much from every guest every time something about myself and Mm -hmm. and that has been just a wonderful discovery but it all began back in 2016 i had been away from artistic projects for years like several several years to help care for my grandmother who had raised me and to be honest after she passed away i was so full of grief Mm. and uncertainty that I wasn't even sure if I could find a way back to artistic projects. So what happened was um, a gentleman reached out to me and offered for me to do a live online podcast every week, and it was live, and uh, it was about one hour a week, and I had the most minimal equipment you could imagine, and Mm. uh, I tell you what, after uh, doing that for a little while, I decided to relaunch the show to, like, Apple Podcasts and Mm -hmm. iHeartRadio, Podbean, all all those places. So I kind of started over, and then I've been adding those, what I call the classic episodes, bit by bit uh, along the way. So that's kind of uh, the story as far as that goes, as far as how I got it going.
1: And so where can everyone – uh, well, obviously you mentioned all the usual platforms, but are you doing it, are you still doing it live uh, on a certain day and then it goes to the platforms or? How I'm does not that doing work? it
3: live anymore. Okay. Um, I record it privately. I do my own editing. Um, I mean, I book, I would say, 90% of my guests. At one time it was 100% unless uh-huh. there was a referral or two, but now it's about 90%. Because I have a wonderful publicist, and uh, she, she's always surprising me with folks. Is that Le- is way. that the wonderful oh, yeah. Lisa Rodrigo? It is.
1: Yes, <laughs> well, we love her. Shout out to Lisa. Absolutely. Work it out, Lisa. That's right, Lisa. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, Lisa.
3: Well, she's congratulations! I'm so, you.
1: I'm so happy <laughs> to hear that. Now, so let's so Thank you. so that that's a great segue back back to. Um, had you started out – let's go back. You started out in the in the business, and you were an actor, writer. And then tell us about that early journey and, and how it first started.
3: Well, we have to go way back a bit to the 70s, if that's okay. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, yeah.
0: And, I remember
3: uh, the 70s. I was – yes, okay, I was
1: very right. much alive in the 70s. And Ralph is 85, so no, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay,
3: so, so he's going to know it really well.
1: Right. It's not going to have any J- trouble Miss
3: <laughs> Jane Pittman, go ahead <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Well, I like to tell people I grew up in the 80s Because to be honest, you know, that was kind of like those pivotal years But yes, mm-hmm. officially it started in the 70s But my grandfather, and again, my grandparents had raised me on my biological dad's side um, He took me to see the Muppet movie
1: And oh, yeah. we're,
3: we're talking about the original So I yeah. saw it on the big screen and when I walked out, I saw a rainbow in the sky, and I was kind of mesmerized by what I had just saw. Because as you guys know, I'm sure, Kermit's got to get to Hollywood. He's got to get there. <laughs> he's, he's going to make it if he gets there. And, uh-huh.
0: uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> like so many,
3: myself, so many millions
1: of other Kermits that are arriving every that's day. That's
3: right. There's a lot of Kermits uh, on the way yeah. to Hollywood. That's true. But I thought, you know what? I think I might like to go there, too, one day. And that's mm-hmm. actually how it kind of started for me, to be honest. They planted wow. the seeds, so to speak. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Right. And, and so when did you actually move to L.A.?
3: Early 90s. Uh-huh. And um, I had uh, gotten out of high school, a few years out of high school. And I had moved to North Carolina. I did a lot of theater there. And at one point, I was starring in a play while directing a play, my first play of directing, a cast of 30 children, Mm. no less. Oh, wow. Wow. I was a brave man. Yeah. uh, And also teaching acting classes that were sold out. Uh, North Carolina was very good to me. Um, And I did one of my favorite plays there, The Country Girl. Mm -hmm. William Mm. and I played. Bernie Dodd who William Holden played in the film version in the with film With Bing yes. Crosby and Grace Kelly.
1: Right.
0: And
3: um and then it was time for me to head out west. Well, also
1: North Carolina has the you know North Carolina School of the Arts and um I'm from yes. Georgia so I'm aware I'm oh, aware okay, of that. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm from Athens, Georgia and I I lived in Atlanta. I actually <laughs> I lived in Atlanta before it was, you know, Hollywood uh South, but but yeah, I always know there was a great theater in North Carolina and Chapel Hill and that whole area. Yeah. So then you,
3: you, you packed up the car and drove out? I did. And the majority of the drive was on I forty. Like I'm you talking did. about the majority of the drives.
1: Yes. I've done I've done the uh I twenty and then I did the last time out I did forty as well. Forty's a little oh. more Scenic route, I must say. Yes,
3: yes, yeah. All across the country in my little car.
1: <laughs> and so, and so, you arrived with you know, like we all did, with optimism and all that. And so, how 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 did you how, looking back now? Um, how do you perceive that time when you were in LA? Did you feel it was a great time for you? You know, because when we're older, we can look back and be not as hard as yes. on
3: ourselves as we were at the time. Well, that's a great question. I I appreciate you asking that because, Oh boy, Mm -hmm. I honestly don't think LA has ever really left me completely. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's still in my heart and, uh, but yes, focusing on your question. I loved it. The more I was there, it felt like home to me or Mm -hmm. I should say maybe a second home. And right. I, I, had, I, I, here's the thing about LA. It was like 24 hours a day. You knew there was some sort of artistic project going on. And that mm-hmm. just excited me so much just to know that. Um, and I had a lot to learn. I got lost all the time when I first got there. <laughs> and, <laughs> did you,
1: did you have the, and, uh, uh, the trusted, uh, Thomas guide? Because this was pre, you know, this was pre GPS. Everybody, yeah, that's right. It's a little bit different, isn't it? <laughs> uh huh. Yep. yep. Well, by the way, just so yep. you know, Ralph is Ralph is actually a native of Los Angeles. So, and okay. he actually left. He left L.A. and went to New York for twenty years. But it's always interesting oh, wow. when we when we have actors on because most of us, you know, came here from somewhere else. So um yeah has has an interesting perspective Mm. but yeah go ahead
3: so go ahead you you like a lot of us well i i I really felt connected to to los angeles i tell you what there's something about the nighttime in los angeles that just always stirred Mm. me time i just Mm -hmm. um just seeing different portions of the city off in the distance um the long streets at night um You know, all of those things I just really enjoyed and connected with. And um, so, yes, I have to be honest, though, that I had a sudden bout of homesickness. Mm -hmm. From what I understand, this is rather common for folks that, you know, get there and they're like, oh, this is great. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, man, I am way far (laughs) away from home. (laughs) And I did go through that, but thankfully it was very temporary.
2: Right. Right. We all went through that.
3: Help me uh, get over that. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, because I would find that I would think I've got to get home, and then I would get home, and it's like I couldn't wait to get. Then I knew I knew that L.A. was becoming home when, as I was the plane was starting to descend into LAX, I would have this great feeling of like, oh, okay, now I'm I'm getting back home again. So slowly, L.A. started feeling like home. Um, wow. But I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean.
3: Yeah, it was uh, it was wonderful to be there, and I had two roommates had who had already arrived there. We were actually in Glendale, and oh, uh, nice. we had two bedrooms. So the idea was for one month, somebody got a whole room to themselves, and the other two would have to you know team up, so to speak. But it, it was a good system; it worked very nicely. Oh, that's good because I mean, the cost <laughs>
1: of living's never been cheap in L.A. Of course, now it's beyond anything you can even think of i mean i actually live in palm springs now and i actually just commute into the city for work but um but yeah so how many so so how long were you in la and that's when you began doing
3: tv right yeah i had um i actually had some experience before getting out there but it wasn't too long when um i wound up uh on uh television movie project. Uh, remember those unsolved mysteries movies that NBC oh, yeah. had back in the day. Sure. Yeah. And, um, and of course unsolved mysteries, a great show in and of itself, but these were the movies and it mm-hmm. was victim of love, the Shannon Moore story. And I got to portray a bartender in the, in the film. It was really background, but I always get blessed with that. Um, you can see me all over the place, I'm in the opening segment, and okay. two things that stand out to me <laughs> was that <laughs> the director said, walk behind, of course, this is the, the actress portraying Shannon, and uh, Dwight Schultz was her co-star, and he's standing out, uh, in front of her, and he says, walk by when, when they start talking. Well, I paid attention, and I timed it, because he, I, I noticed he kept asking her, what's your name? And she goes, Shannon Moore. It's like aha uh-huh. so i timed it to where i would walk by as soon as she said that and it and it and it worked <laughs> oh wow <laughs> sure. yeah yeah i just it's just something that i picked and i i did it naturally but I, as soon as right. she says Shane and Moore there i am <laughs>
1: you you know how to hit your mark absolutely
3: well and then uh during the opening credits a few moments later they have like music and they're at this wedding re- of Uh, reception and everybody's gone home but they're still dancing well there's me in the distance putting glasses on a tray for quite a while while they're dancing so that was a very nice moment as well
1: well yeah and I tell actor I tell young actors all the time also you know just to get on a set to be able to work on a set to see how a set works and you know you're it's a master class in learning because you're getting to watch how all the moving pieces come together and I did, um, yes. early on, I did several extra atmosphere, background, whatever they call it now. Um, and, you know, through the years, you find, too, there are people who do, that is what they do. They are, you know, there's actually, there used to be the Screen Actors Extras Guild, but now we're all merged into the Screen Actors Guild. Um, I, I, unfortunately, I know with COVID, that really, really hit hard for background actors because they had to cut, so yes. many people that they they just couldn't have that many actors on the set anymore so um but i know also that uh adoption talk about your you are writing a book right or you've written the book already about well
3: i'm in your... the process of writing um uh, memories left behind and by the way if you guys don't mind I have just a very quick um, ending story to Victim of Love that I think you might find interesting. Oh, absolutely, that, yes. Well, thank you. I, I thought, I better tell them about this. Well, at the end of the uh, shooting in this beautiful backyard in this neighborhood, the assistant casting director was like, you know, would you like to actually do more scenes? We think it won't be a problem because <laughs> you'll be uh, sheriff sheriff's deputy. I'm like, Yes. He goes, yeah, but you don't understand. You've been filming all day. This is going to be an all-nighter. And he's like, you, but cares? you would be able to arrest Dwight Schultz with a couple of other people. I'm like, yes, I'll do that. So I got to the trailer, and guess what? The outfit didn't fit. So, oh. oh.
0: Uh-oh. Yeah,
3: yep.
1: so hey, I, I, you know, too big, one of those too things big or out of too, my control. Too big or too small? Too small. Too <laughs> small. <laughs> See? You can never be. You can, There are no small actors, I guess. It's a small part, but I just thought
3: I'd share that with you. That um, I think about that often. That I could have helped arrest Dwight Schultz, but that's how oh my it goes.
1: Oh no, Listen, that's, yeah. They, they, you had to be the right size. So there you have it. Yes, but no, I wanted to well, talk. Yeah, uh, so I was, was segueing yeah, over book. to your your caretaking and the how it all tied in with your book. Yes.
3: Appreciate that. Um, well. This was an idea I had a few years ago, and uh, you know what's interesting? is that I thought I would have already had it done and published by now. I really did. But here is what is interesting. It's not that I'm necessarily having trouble with words. Sure, there's some challenging moments, of course, but it's that it's difficult to write. Yeah. And sometimes I have to step away and say, wait a minute. Uh wow, I'm really going back. I'm really dealing with a I'm really dealing with a lot of feelings here. And that has slowed it down. The good news is though that I reminded myself that this book is about hope. It's not about mm-hmm. despair. Right. And if it can help somebody else out there who may feel like they can't pursue a dream anymore or they feel like maybe life has passed them by, why keep trying? Or maybe they feel disconnected with themselves, like they're not Mm -hmm. who they really are. So that has got me going, and it's going really, really well now. Good. Well, you know, I think Ralph may want to share
1: something. You know, Ralph has – Sure. Ralph was caretaker for his father, and now he's caretaker for his mother. And Ralph is so blessed to actually live in the same house he basically grew up in in L.A., and and Ralph you can talk about how you you interrupted your artistic career at the time you were Ralph was doing a play and you came back home to mm. take care of your father tell us a, tell mm. tell uh, Stephen a little bit about that
2: well Stephen it was um the call that no child wants to get that your father has been taken to the hospital i was uh, starring in a play in portland maine i had to finish my run. We had no understudies. And then I came home to begin taking care of my father. And it was a wonderful opportunity because my father was a prominent physician in Los Angeles for nearly 50 years, but at the same time had let our house just become a museum of everything he had ever seen or collected in his life. So, And he was never, ever ready to relinquish any of those things. So after the play was over, I flew home, and this was in the year 2000. And I began cleaning and renovating my parents' home. And it was uh, a, Hmm. a glorious Time, but also the most fulfilling time because I was able to give my father four more years of life in dignity in a clean house that he and my mother had purchased. So, uh, yes, I halted my career momentarily dealing with daddy. And, um, but before my father died, Stephen, I was able, he was able to attend seeing me, co-star in La Cage a in at Musical Theater West here in Los Angeles. It's in Long Beach. And which, <clears throat> which I segues me into wanting to mention to you about performing in North Carolina because I too had the privilege of performing at North Carolina Theater um, three times in Dream Girls, Grand Hotel, and My Fair Lady. So you and I are no strangers to performing in big venues, and um, the rest is proverbial history. My father passed away peacefully while we held hands. I continued to look after my mother, which I still do. I have had a husband in between uh, my father and mother who has passed away. I took care of him as well, so caregiving is in my blood as it is in yours and The strength you found after your grandparents' passing is the strength I found after my father's passing and then subsequently after my husband's passing. I become more fierce and fearless because those two events were the most heinous, horrible things I've ever had to go through. And Mm -hmm. once you've done something like that,
3: everything else is onward and upward. Well, thank you for sharing that with me. That that really touched me, and I just have to say how much I admire and respect all that you did. It was very compassionate, and and uh, I completely understand probably much that you went through internally and mm-hmm. and the challenges you might have faced mm-hmm. from time to time. And uh, just have to say, I really admire what you did.
2: Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate it.
3: Well, I you know, both you
1: guys, Ralph knows my mother was a private duty nurse and so she did home health care and oh, hospital okay. care. I don't have that um that genetic gene as I call it. So I know how mm. gifted what angels you both are to be able to do what you did for your family members. And so um what I love the Well the, thank you. What what I love is that you were able to do that and then come back into your artistic life. And I'm sure it just made you even more open and more creative as well.
3: You are correct. After everything that I've experienced, you know, in between, it's just like, it's like having a a, an arsenal of emotions that I can go and help uh, bring to uh, um, creating a character or, or, if I'm writing something, or, or even doing a podcast episode, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, there's so much that I can uh, uh, turn to to bring to the present. So, yes, absolutely.
1: And are you um, are you venturing? Are you back into acting again as well?
3: Well, yes, and I've I've restarted the process of that. Okay. So you've caught me at a very interesting time.
2: Okay. I have a birthday
3: coming up in August and basically, uh between now and then I'm I've like changed my diet, um exercising, um I'm doing a whole bunch of other things, trying to sleep better. Um because I believe an actor's instrument is his, his or hers you know, whole body. Yeah. And I wanna feel I wanna feel refreshed and ready to go. So you're kind of catching me in that stage where you know, it's like an athlete being in training, you mm-hmm. know, and, right. uh, but once my birthday arrives so on August 22nd, I will be uh, moving forward. I did appear in Dark Waters, which was filmed okay. here in Cincinnati, which is where I'm at now, my hometown. And, uh, you know, Anne Hathaway, M- Mark Ruffalo, such an important movie, by the way. Uh, I yes. can't stress that enough. But that was my return and it was very meaningful for me because it, it, even though I didn't have a speaking part, I played a taft attorney. And once again, you can see me in different shots. It was it was a moment where I went, wow, I didn't give up. I mean, right. here I am all these years later. And that's why Dark Waters is extra special for me.
1: Now, were um, were your grandparents in Cincinnati? Is that where you...
3: Care of them? Well, actually, I'm really from Dayton, Ohio. So that's like Dayton a Ohio. sister okay. city of Cincinnati. Um, have you guys ever been this way by chance? I have well, not. Jeff oh, here we go. Are- he's going to do, <laughs> Stephen, he's going
1: to do what we call a boomerang. He did a boomerang okay. during his uh, his last monologue that he just did. And I didn't want to interrupt <laughs> and point that out. But this is where Ralph will tag himself to something that you've just said. Go ahead, Ralph. <laughs>
2: Well, Stephen, <laughs> I, I can't help but interject when you said, do you people know the area? Because oh, I had the uh, <laughs> fabulous opportunity to star in a film oh. called This Train Opposite Soupy Sales. And I wanted to say it to you, Stephen, because I knew you would know who Soupy is. And uh, <clears throat> it was a wonderful opportunity in 1998. Oh. Nineteen
1: thirty-seven. Yeah, when (laughs) Soupy was the baby. Go ahead, Ralph. Oh my God! So,
2: but imagine the Stephen of like coming to the set, meeting Soupy Sales, and just thinking, "All I want to do is throw a pie in your fucking face," because (laughs) that's what I grew up watching him do. Right? So, Mm -hmm. so yes, that is. Was that in? Was that in Dayton, Ralph? Was that in Dayton? No, Cincinnati.
1: (laughs) Well that is I mean what city though Oh in Cincinnati Yeah Okay so
2: um but yeah so Stephen yeah so I did have a an opportunity to live in Cincinnati for a few weeks Okay Okay great But you know Stephen
1: isn't there wasn't there for many years in Dayton wasn't there a very well-known theater something Kentwood Players or something I don't know what city that was hmm. but you
3: know what you're probably right about that um I, I did remember, a play at the Dayton Playhouse.
1: Okay, I, I know that one. Um, but yeah.
3: There, there, there has been... Yeah, Dayton actually has some good theater outlets, or at least mm-hmm. it did years ago. And I have to be honest, I, I have to kind of check into that again to kind of see what the status is. I believe there's the Victoria Theater.
1: Okay, that sounds familiar. Um, I think that, well, that
3: that's one that's uh, thought of.
1: It's interesting because Ralph and I both came, you know, we started in the theater and I just (laughs) January of 2020 I renewed my equity card because I was all prepared. Of course, I'm going to get back to theater and, you know, and then we know what happened after that. But um, we often talk to actors here uh, especially ones that started in the theater and then how there's nothing quite like the stage. But, you know, and then you go into TV and film and that's an entirely different Animal itself, but yeah. I love that you also know about doing live theater because I always yes. think for actors if they've never done it, I they're missing a lot.
3: They sure are. They sure yeah. are. Yeah. Yes. Well, listen, and when things go t- wrong, it's a it's good training for that too because you know how oh, bad yeah is in theater. Yeah. Yeah, Someone well, they get we, we, two lines ahead, and you're like, "Oh, okay."
1: <laughs> and every every audience is different night after night, which we which that we is love. correct. You well, Steven there there's going,
2: never wow. We're
0: there's great. never and enough enough time.
1: I just realized the time flies, and here we are. Listen, you've got to come back seriously. We would love to to oh, stay in you. touch sure. with you and have you on again, and want to, again, everyone, check out. Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Brittenham and you can find it on all the usual platforms um, and you can also go follow him on Instagram, Stephen
3: J. Brittenham. So listen, buddy, great to meet you. Thank you. Same here. You guys were wonderful to talk to. I do have lots more stories so I'll come back anytime and thanks for having well, me. Thank we you, would love Steven. it.
1: Great to meet you. Take care. Stay safe out there. Thank you. <laughs> Ralph, that was so great. I love when we talk to fellow thespians and, you know. Oh, absolutely. What's great is he just got back, you know. Here's the thing. We know as actors, you have to live life to be, be, you become better actors as you deal with things in life, right? And Mm. so if actors can, they always say, use what you know, write what you know. So, of course, now that he's back, in the business he's taking all that he's gotten from taking care of his uh grandparents which is amazing absolutely and we can't wait for everyone hollywood is waiting for the return of ralph cole jr to get up and ready and on the set it'll be probably in the next probably the next four to six weeks uh ralph will be back back on the boards and as we know ralph books pretty much everything he goes out on so uh, right now i not go, not goes out on now. It'll be everything you self tape. Uh, yeah,
2: this will be new for me now. Booking off a of self tape.
1: Yes, well, listen, everyone. We are going to head out. Everyone, stay safe. Get your vaccination when it when your time comes. Wear your mask. Social distance. Ralph, much love. I'll uh, thank be you, Jasper. To you. You look great as always. Everyone,
2: take care. We love you. Peace out. Bye-bye, Planet Eartha.
1: Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.